Growing up as a child in Long Beach, New York, in the summer there was special guests that came to uh, spend the summer in the city in, in Long Beach. They left whatever busier cities they were working in throughout the year and they came to Long Beach to, to have a vacation. They rented houses and very distinguished people used to come out in the summers. And a few distinguished Rabbonim and I'll never forget that there was one Rav who came for the summer. I don't know how many summers he spent, but he spent uh, more than one summer he was there. And the rabbi of the shul honored this visiting Rav to give the drasha on Shabbos morning. And it must have been Parshas Pinchas. And Hands down, this Rav was the greatest speaker that I ever heard in my life. He was an older man. He was maybe already either on the verge of retiring or maybe even retired already. But he was a, uh, a very distinguished rabbi from Englewood, New Jersey. And he was originally from Britain. His name was Rabbi Swift. Isaac Swift, I think, was his first name. And I just will never forget, I was a young child, and I remember very few things, at least in the learning department, from a young child. But he said such a beautiful vart. He quoted this medrash, and he said it with such drama that the entire shul was on the edge of their seats. I'm not going to imitate him, but I'll try to convey this medrash to you in the way that he conveyed it. Of course, if you have a heavy English accent, it always helps. No matter what you say, you could read a phone book, and it sounds so beautiful and so important. The medrash is not a medrash that's easily found. It's not a Medrash in Medrash Rabba or in Yalkut Shemaini. The place that people quote it from is a, from the Hakdama of the Ein Yaakov. The Ein Yaakov is in his classic Sefer on Agadites of Shas. In the middle of a long introduction, quotes this Medrash. He doesn't say where he gets it from, but the Medrash goes like this. There was a discussion about what was the Pasuk in the Chumash, in the Torah, that is Kailal Yaser, that is the most fundamental, all-encompassing Yesaitistic Pasuk in Chumash. And there was a three-way election for which is the most prominent Pasuk. And three different Tanoim each offered their own opinion about what was the main Pasuk. What's the Pasuk HaKailo Yeser? What's the Pasuk that's the most Kailo, that's the most inclusive, that's the most important, if you will, Pasuk in the entire Chumash? 
And the way Rabbi Swift presented it, he says, I would venture to say that if I were to ask you what's the most important Pasuk in the Chumash, many of you would raise your hands and say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That's the Pasuk that many millions of Jews went to their death uttering over the millennia. It's the Pasuk that we say, Pamayim B'chol Yoyim It's the Pasuk that really represents the fundamental of our Munah that Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad Achdusa Yisparach and it's a very famous pasuk, Shema Yisrael, it's in every mezuzah, it's in our tefillin. It's a very, very popular, famous, classical pasuk in the Chumash that every child knows. It's the first thing we teach our children. He says, I venture to say that many people would raise their hands and vote for that pasuk of Shema Yisrael. And this indeed was the opinion of Ben Zayma. Ben Zayma, who is famous from the Haggadah, he says, Matsino, Paso, Kailo, Yaser, Fahushima Yisrael. And Rabbi Swift continued and he said, and I would venture to say that if I would put that question to you, many people would raise their hand and offer a different Pasuk. And that is the Pasuk of Yahafta, Lureyacha, Kamaycha that you should love your fellow human being like yourself. You should love your brother like yourself. That's also a very famous pasuk. Rabbi Akiva says that, this is the golden rule of the Torah, that you should love whatever you want for yourself, you should want for your friend. The Gemara expounds on that, that what you don't want for yourself, you shouldn't want for your friend. This is the Pasuk that you would probably vote for, many of you. This is the Pasuk HaKayol B'Yaser. And indeed, this was the Pasuk that Ben-Nanus selected as his choice. Ben-Nanus Aymer Matsinu Pasuk HaKayol Yaser V'hu V'yahavta L'Reyacha Kamaycha So we have two candidates so far for the most important fundamental Pasuk in the Chumash. We have Ben Zayma, his selection, Shema Yisrael. And we have the selection of Ben Nanas, Ve'ahavta, L'Reyacha Kamaycha. And then Rabbi Swift says that I would venture to say that nobody would offer the third suggestion in this Medrash, and that's the suggestion of Ben Pazi. Ben Paze offers a Pasuk that nobody in their wildest imagination would ever say is the Pasuk HaKailo Yaser in the Torah. His Pasuk is Es HaKeves Echad Taseb HaBaker Es HaKeves HaSheni Taseb in Arbayim. Some obscure Pasuk which appears twice in the Torah. One is in Parshas Pinchas which is the parasha that Rabbi Swift said this drasha on. And then there's another pasuk in our parasha, in parasha Tetzaveh, that says that same Yisrael, Esakeves HaEchat Asav HaBaykev, Esakeves HaSheni 
Tasa Ben Arvaim. This is the choice of all the many Tzukim in the Torah. And there are many other suggestions that would come to my mind before this Pasuk even came close. There is a million great classic famous psukim in the Torah. Some technical laws of sacrifices that you bring every day, a carbon tamid, a sacrificial offering, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, the tamid shal shacha and the tamid shavein arbayim. This is the Pasuk that's kairal yaser, and what's even more astounding is the end, the punchline of this medrash. Amar Replaini al-Raglov. Replaini, I don't know if that means that was his name or we just don't know who he was. And the medrash just says, Replaini, calls him Replaini. He gets up on his feet. The Amar, and he says, Halacha ki ben Pazi. Ben Pazi. His choice of the Pasuk HaKairo Yeser, his choice, is like him. He's right. He won the election. What in the world is this Medrash Pella talking about? It's a Medrash Pella. And the classical explanation that's offered by many is something that I'm sure we all understand. It's true. Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad is a very important pasuk. It's the pasuk which describes our faith. And there's no more important pasuk than describing how HaKadosh Baruch is Echad. That was Abraham Avinu's mission in life to teach the world, to educate that there is a that there's one God in the world. To reject Abedizara, Lysasalcha. It's a very critical pasuk in our Amuna. In Benadulamakim. Benadulmachaberai. There's no greater pasuk than Vyahaftalaracha Kamaicha. That teaches us how to get along with people. It teaches us how other people's feelings and other people's property and other people's needs and other people's expectations are our responsibility. I think Rabbi Sial Salanter coined a phrase that Yenem's Gashmius is minor Ruchmius. My friend's gashmias, what my friend needs, that's my mitzvah, that's my ruchmias. My religious responsibility is ca- taking care of your physical, physical needs. That's the haplurecha kamecha. If I would want something, if when I'm sick in bed, I would love for somebody to offer me to go pick up some food from, from, from the dining room or from, from a supermarket, then I should do that for somebody else. That's the Hatzler Echa Kamaycha. 
But in terms of being a Yid, in terms of our own personal daily Avaidah, the most important thing for us to realize about our Seder Hayyim is that there must be a Seder Hayyim. HaKadosh shows in the Torah that he likes consistency. He likes every single day with the Tmidus, every day, day in and day out, one Kevis in the morning, one Kevis in the afternoon. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't like valleys and peaks. He doesn't like that one day we bring 20 Tamids and the next day we bring zero Tamids. He wants every single day to be consistent. One in the morning and one in the afternoon. That is the Pasuk, says Ben Pazi, that's Kairo Yaser. That is the Pasuk that is all-encompassing. If you want to tell a Yid, what is the religion? In one verse, our religion is about consistency. It's not about being from, have flashes of religion and fervor, only to crash and burn and then maybe resuscitate ourselves later down the road. It's not about coming and learning until 3 o'clock one night and then the next morning sleeping late and missing first Seder. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't appreciate roller coasters. He likes very straight consistency. It might seem boring, it might seem not adventurous, but that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu likes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu likes to see us not as sprinters, but as marathon runners, long for the long haul, day in and day out, rain, snow, sleet, and hail, we do our shlichos with a consistency. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu likes. That is the Pasuk HaKail Yaser, to do something every single day with the same amount of Kedusha, with the same Yerushamayim, with the same Zrizos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves people like that. That's what it means to be a real Jew. A real Jew is somebody that doesn't just come on Rosh Hashanah Kippur to Shul, and he doesn't just come on by his bar mitzvah. Every single day, day in and day out, that's what it means to be a Yid. You come to Shachris in the morning, every day you come to Mincha, to Mayrev, you learn a first Seder, you learn a night Seder, you give tzedakah, you put on your tefillin, you put on your tzitzis, every day consistently. That's what a yid is. That's the pasuk hakayol yaisen. There's a gemara in Megillah that chavchesam and aleph. The gemara says that Rabbi Akiva asks Nechunya Hagado. There are several times that similar Gemaras appear throughout Shas where you find that there were people that interviewed other people that were Zechah to long life. And the question was put to them, That's a natural question that 
you'd want to know if you see somebody that lives to a ripe old age, the first thing you want to do is get the secret sauce. Find out, like, what did they do? What did they drink? What did they eat? Whenever you see, like, uh, nowadays when there are very old people, they generally interview them and... And invariably, the answer to those questions, when they're asked, like, wow, you're 106 years old, what did you do? Generally, they'll say something like, well, every day I smoked like a chimney. Every day I drank, like, uh, you know, schnapps and alcohol, and I ate chocolate, and, like, everything that wrong, everything that we that were taught from children not to do, they did, and for some reason, it's just the way it is. But that's obviously in a physical realm. In these, in these Gemaras, we see that there were great members of Chazal that were Zeichet Harich Hasyam and other, other great Tanoim Amairam wanted to know, what would you do? What was your tzchus to be Zeichet Harich Hasyam? I also want to do that. So one of these conversations took place between Rabbi Akiva and Nechunya HaGadol, and the other conversations went pretty smoothly. They just gave a straight answer. In this case, it went horribly wrong. Rabbi Akiva asked him, Nechunya HaGadol Merach Yamin, and Nechunya HaGadol had some henchmen, he had some bodyguards, some bouncers, that didn't like the question that he put to Rabbi Nechunya HaGadol. Rashi says it was Ke'ilu Kotz Pechayev. They, they thought that he was sort of giving what we call today in the vernacular an Ayin Hara. You're putting an Ayin Hara on me, you're asking me how I was there to long life, how dare you? Evil, like you want to put a, a, a jinx on me. You're cuts b'chayai. And they started beating up Rabbi Akiva. They started hitting Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva managed to wiggle away from them and he climbed to the top of a date tree, the Gemara says. And they couldn't, they couldn't chase him up there. And Rabbi Akiva calls down to Nechunya HaGadol the following question. Rabbi, Im Neymar Keves, Lama Neymar Echad. This parsha, Esa Keves Echad Tasa Baker. If it says Keves, Keves is a singular. Esa Keves, automatically it's Echad. Why do you have to say Esa Keves Ha Echad? We know, we get it. If it's Kevis, it's Echa. Just let, let it say, as Kevis Hasa Babaker, or Kevis Hasa Babaker, Kevis Hasheni, Kevis Hasheni, What's Kevis Echad? When Rabbi Nechunya Agadol heard this question of Rabbi Akiva, he told his bodyguards, Tzurba Merabonanu Shavku. He's a Tamachacham, let him go. Don't, don't, don't chase him anymore. Rabbi Akiva came down from the tree and Rabbi Akiva was told by Rabbi Nechunya Agadol Echad is meyuchot shebe'edron It's not just Stama Keves It's Keves Echad It's the Keves, the, the Keves the special Keves It has to be the finest of your flock Don't give the Rabbi Nishlam some shvach sheep. Don't take the, the sheep that's like on its last legs and throw that on the Mizbeach. It has to be the Meyuchot Shebe the finest Kevis. Now, why did Rabbi Akiva 
shoes, of all the questions that he could have asked, Rabbi Kiva is the Ahmed of Teresh Abalper. Rabbi Kiva knew many questions. He could have asked any question that he asked throughout Chas. He could have asked any of Kiva Kach also. But yet he chose to ask of all the questions that he could have asked in the Chunya Gadol on the top of that tree. He asked a very simple question on this parsha, on this pasuk of Esakeves Echad. If it says Keves, why does it say Echad? And all of a sudden, Rav Nechunya Adadol has an epiphany that he says, HaMuchacham, let him go, and he answers him. What's going on here? So I saw a suggestion in a sefer called Tihil Oliyayna. It's a, a sefer that was put out in Lakewood on, on two Masechtas, very thick svarim on Megillah, on Tainis, beautiful svarim. And I don't know exactly if it was the person that was Malake, the sefer that it's his vart, but whatever it is, or he's quoting it from somebody, he didn't quote it by name, but it's a beautiful vart. And he comes off of this medrash in the Yaakov that we started with. He says that this pasuk that Benpazi chose as being the pasuk ha-kayo yeser, es ha this is the Pasuk which is Kairo Yaser. This is the Pasuk that teaches us the seaside of consistency. Every single day, a Kevis Echabaika, and a second Kevis Bain Arbayan, and the next day repeat, and the next day repeat. Rabbi Akiva was sending a message down to Mukhunya Gogol. I wasn't trying to put an eye in her on you. I don't want you, Khalila, to not live longer. I want you to live as long as you could live. When I was asking Yamim, when I was asking how are you Zaycha Tarikas Yamim, I recognized that for a person to be Zaycha, to live such a long, rich life, it's not because of one thing that you did once. It's not because you, you crossed an old lady you helped an old lady cross the street or you gave a lot of money to Tzedakah, a one-shot deal. I understood that it must be something that you do consistently, every single day, day in and day out. And that's how a person is because HaKadosh Baruch wants to let this person's life ride. Keep it going. You're on a streak. Every single day you must be doing something consistently every single day. Shnayim and Tomit, every single day you're doing something right. And I want to know, what is that that you're doing right every single day? And if you could teach me that, then I could also be Zaychat Chasam. That's all I want to know. So Rabbi Akiva sends this coded message to Mechunya Agadol by asking Dafka from this Pasuk of Embazi. If it says Keves, why does it say, say Echad? Obviously, if it's one Kevis, it's Echad. What he was saying was, this Pasuk, this great Pasuk of Ben-Azi, of Esakevis Echad, Tatsvabaker, teaching us consistency, that's what I want to know from you. Teach me your secret. Teach me what you did right consistently every single day that you were Zecha, Tarikh Asyamim. And when Rabbi Nechunya Gadol heard this question on this Pasuk, he understood Rabbi Akiva's kavan, he says, Shavkua. Surbmeh Abananhu. Let him down. 
And if you look through all of those answers in these Gemaras about Bamerach Tayyamim, what is the constant refrain that the person who is Zeichat Tarikas Yamim always says? One word keeps repeating over and over again Miyamai! Miyamai! Miyamai Leisasti Vitakalos Chavere! And Miyamai Leisisi Lebeis Medosh Kapandraya! And Miyamai! Miyamai, Miyamai, it's always Miyamai. I never, this is what I did every single day. Miyamai, my entire life, either these are things that I did do or things that I never would do, but it's Miyamai. Miyamai means every single day. Without fail, this is what I did. It wasn't a Mida Taiva that I had once. It wasn't something that I avoided once. It's consistency. It's every single day I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Never did I do this. Always did I do that, and that's why I was Zaycha Tarikh Asyam. This Rabbi Akiva, this Vart that we see there, Rabbi Akiva understood, as Akevas Echatasva Baker, Rabbi Akiva understood the importance of Tmidus. This is what actually made Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Akiva. He understood the importance of doing something consistently day in and day out. There's a Avistar Abnasan, Avistar Abnasan in Parak Vav, Mishnah Bays, asks about the origins of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, we know, only became the great Rabbi Akiva when he was 40 years old. What inspired him to take a new road? Before 40, he was in Amaretz, the Gemara calls him. All of a sudden, at 40 years old, very late in the game, he decides that he wants to what? To go and start learning, and he eventually becomes the great Rabbi Akiva. What was that moment that triggered this Hisarius of Rabbi Akiva to become Rabbi Akiva? He was 40 years old. He never really learned. And one time he was standing by the mouth of a well and there was a rock that had a hole born through it. Solid rock with, 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 with a big hole inside. And he asked himself, Mi chakak evenzu. Who was the one that chiseled a hole through this impossibly large and strong rock? So they said to him, well, notice that there is a drip of water that keeps on coming down. It's falling every single day. There's water dripping on this rock. And over the course of time, maybe thousands of years, there was a steady erosion of the rock. And now there's a hole that runs through the rock. And there'll be Akiva was Matmialza. So they said, Akiva, don't you know the Pasuk of Abanim Shach Kumayim? It's a Pasuk. So Rabbi Akiva then made a Kavachimer for himself. And Rabbi Akiva said the following, Ma'rach Pasal as HaKasha. If water which is so soft has the ability to bore a hole through something as hard as rock, Divrei Torah Shekasha Kibarzel, Torah which is as hard as iron, as steel, my heart, which is only flesh, certainly the tire should be able to chisel a hole through my heart. 
Miyad Chazar Lo Meitayra. Now, what was the epiphany here that Rabbi Akiva had? What was Rabbi Akiva's? This is such a chiddush to Rabbi Akiva. And the pshat is that Rabbi Akiva understood that if water would come down once, and then a week later, after it dried up, another drop of water would fall on the rock, absolutely no erosion would ever take place. The reason why the water has the ability to erode a rock is because there's one drop of water, it wettens the surface of the rock, it softens it a drop, and then comes another drop of water that falls on top on that very spot that was already softened by the first drop, and then another drop on top of that, and eventually it's able, even soft water, is able to eventually drive a hole straight through a hard rock, but only because there's a consistent drip, drip, drip on top of that rock. Without that consistency, nothing's going to happen. Rabbi Akiva understood from that experience that if I want to learn Tyra, I could be Matzliach. You know why I haven't been Matzliach? It's because I haven't been doing it consistently. I learn, and I shut my Gemara, I go on vacation, I open up another Sefer, and then I take off a little bit, and then I get lazy, and then I get burned down, and then I get tired, and it's very sporadic. If you learn Tyra sporadically, it's never going to really enter our hearts because it never has the ability to erode our hearts. It's never able to permeate our hearts, to penetrate the Basavadam. It's only when a person is able to, to sit down by a Sefer consistently every day and by that Sefer stay there and drip and drip and drip more tire and more tire and more tire, then a person can be Matzliach. And that's what made Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Akiva. The same Rabbi Akiva that asked him the Chunya Agado, what's your secret? that you did every single day. Rabbi Akiva was very understanding of this Yisrael because this is the Yisrael that opened Rabbi Akiva's eyes to how he should be matzliach in learning. His atzlacha in learning, how he became Rabbi Akiva is because he realized from that dripping water that there has to be a tmidus. It has to happen every single day. And how could we not say once we're talking about Rabbi Akiva and consistency. The world-famous vart of Reb Chaim Shmulevitz about Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara Ksuvis. The Gemara Ksuvis says that Rabbi Akiva went to learn yeshiva after marrying the daughter of Kalba Sabua, and he, she gave up everything for Rabbi Akiva. She was the world's richest girl, beautiful girl. She had alamayl. She could have gotten any person that she wanted. But she saw something special in Rabbi Akiva and her father was livid. And her father made a shvua, made a nether to disown her. If she marries Rabbi Akiva, she would never be able to get his Yerusha. But she decided to go against her father and she married Rabbi Akiva at the time. It was just Akiva. And she sent him off to learn in Kailo. And in those days, they didn't learn always in the same town as they were living. He went far away. And for 12 long years, he went and he was working his hardest to learn. Came back 12 years later to visit his wife. And he was about to enter the tent. 
and there was a neighbor that was mean and nasty and she was shepherding Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva's wife, and she said to him, you have a deadbeat husband. Twelve years he abandons you, he doesn't come to visit, he's sitting and learning in some kyle over there, he doesn't care about you. And Rabbi Akiva's wife, she says, no, quite the opposite. She says, Halavai, if you would listen to me, if you would listen to me, if you take my good advice, I would tell him, learn another 12 years. Rabbi Akiva was on the precipice of coming into his home. He overheard this conversation and he abruptly made an about face and he said, oh, I have askama for my wife to go another 12 years of learning and he went back to the yeshiva for another 12 years. After those 24 years were over, he came back and he had all of his talmidim. He was the great Rabbi Akiva. He's a God Ladar. And he said the famous words about his wife, Shali, Bishalachem, Shalahim. Whatever I have and whatever you have, it's all in her schos. It's all in her merit. Factor of Chaim Shmulevitz, I don't get it. From the Gemara, it's Mashma that Rabbi Akiva, after 12 years of not seeing his wife, he made the trip home. He took already the train home and the bus home, and he finally got to the, to the gate, to the front gate of his house, and he overheard the conversation. Fine. He understood that his wife is a great Ashes Chayo. Great. He couldn't stop off for a few minutes and have a cup of coffee with his wife. He couldn't say Shalom Aleichem to his wife. He couldn't spend a few days there, schmooze with her a little bit, talk about how Yeshiva's going, ask her how, how the kids are. He went to, back in 24 years. Why couldn't he come and make a little bit of a break, take a little vacation, and then go back to Yeshiva for another 12 years? And Reb Chaim says the famous Yisaid, that when it comes to Tyra, 12 and 12 does not equal 24. In math, it equals 24. And in business, it equals 24. And every person on the street will tell you that 12 plus 12 is 24. When it comes to Tyra, it's different. 24 straight years is not the same as 12 years plus 12 years with a break in the middle. Now, obviously, this is a very hard concept to understand, and on our level, it's not meant for us to understand. We don't understand the Rabbi Akiva, but we can certainly take a lesson in our own personal lives. We can't understand not visiting our wife after 12 years. We can understand how 24 minutes of learning straight is not the same as 12 minutes plus a coffee break plus another 12 minutes. That's not the same. It's different. Or 12 days of coming to davening straight and then sleeping in a couple of days and then another 12 days of davening straight. It's not the same. In order for a person to really gain traction in his Avedis Hashem, to do it exactly the way the Rebbein Hashem wants us to do it, it has to be with its midas. It has to be consistent every single day, day in and day out, like clockwork. That is the Pasuk HaKarol Yaisa. That's the Halacha Kibben Pazim. There's no other way around it.
if a person thinks that they could have these flash-in-the-pan experiences of religiosity and then take a break and then come back to it, that's not going to work. There has to be a momentum in learning. There has to be a momentum in our Yerushalayim, in our Avedis Hashem. There has to be a consistency. Every day without fail. And the people that you see that are Matzliach are those types of people that are very, very good with consistency. That they understand the importance of every day coming to Davening and every day coming to Seder, and every day doing Ches, and every day being a nice person. And then when it comes to family, being consistently normal to my family, not being funny one day, being sad the other day, being crazy another day, but very straight, normal stability. That's what a child needs in his or her life. Parents that are stable, parents that are emotionally generous, Roommates deserve people that are normal, straight, consistently good. That I know what he's. I know when I come back to the room, what type of person I'm going to meet. It's not every day another another mishigas or another mood. People are supposed to be consistent. We're human beings. We're still supposed to be as consistent as we possibly can be. And that's what the Rebbeinu Shalom expects from us. Tell you a story which happened to a great uncle of mine. A great uncle of mine, he was a Rav, his name was Ramesha Aryeh Bamberger. And he was a Rav in a city called Shanlanka. I actually have some of his ksavim from my father. Uh, and it was a city near Posen, where Kivager came from. And he was a uh, very prominent Rav. This city of Shanlanko was famous for its matzah bakeries. They had matzah bakeries that provided matzahs for pretty much the entire Europe. And he was the Rabbi Machir on all of these matzah bakeries in the city. And he also wrote Svarim. He wrote a sefer on Minhage Ashkenaz. He wrote, he published works from the Me'iri and the, and the Bechar Shar. In 1924, this Meshari Bamberger traveled by train from Shanlanka to Frankfurt for the wedding of his daughter, Yiras. Parenthetically, when I was in Eretz Yisrael a couple of weeks ago, I met a... I went to OJ for Shabbos, to Yushalayim. Yushalayim is on a Moshav called Beit Meir. And my father, Ola Shalom, every year I used to go, when I would go recruiting, and I would tell him that I was going to Ar Yushalayim, he said, okay, you have to visit our cousins, the Kalis. They live in Beit Meir, and uh, it's Kedai for you to go visit. They have an Esrig orchard there. You should visit them. And unfortunately, I never, I never did that. Never did that. I must have gone 13 years straight. I never did it. I was always, I, I generally spoke in Ar Yushalayim right after davening, before breakfast. So, and I wanted to rush back to eat my breakfast in the hotel. So, um, so I had the, the cab waiting, and as soon as I finished my, my, my pitch, I jumped in the cab and I sped to the hotel to have breakfast. But 
this year I was there for Shabbos, so I told one of the Rabbeim in the yeshiva, do you happen to know a Mishpacha Kali? So he said, sure, and they're going to be davening in yeshiva tomorrow. Well, Baruch Hashem, I'll be able to Mekayim Kibbet Aveim, albeit late. So, sure enough, you know, this Rebbe told the Kalis that, uh, that Bamberger is here, and they have a big simcha, yeah, very nice, and we're schmoozing out there, outside of Shul after davening, and they invited me to come to their house, and it was very, very interesting, like, multi-generations live on these Moshavs, so it was like grandparents and parents and, 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 and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, all like in the same area on the Moshav, and brothers and sisters, and they took me to all the relatives, and they were cutting up Esraigim, I actually ate an Esraig for the first time in my life, um, which is actually pretty good. It's not, it, you think it's like a lemon, like and all you eat is the, like the pulp, but there's actually a white part that's like, it, it's like an apple, like a lemony apple. That's how you're really supposed to eat an esterig. And it was very, very good. Anyway, the point is that the woman who, who one of these people's wives, her name was Yiras. And she was telling me that it's a very rare name for girls to have Yiras, like Yiras but she once, she did a whole study and she gathered together all the girls by the name of Yiras and they made like a convention in Eretz Yisrael and she showed me a picture of like many girls that their, their, all their names was Yiras. And she said that the first Yiras that she was able to track down was this girl Yiras, the daughter of Meshari Bamberger, who she thinks she was named after somehow through the diaries. He took that train from Sri Lanka to Frankfurt and the chasna was going to be the next day and he goes and he lies down and the next morning, the day of the chasna, he had a massive heart attack and he died. The day of his daughter, the day of Yuras' chasna. And it was a great tragedy, you can understand how to make a simcha in such an environment. But they did it, they got married, and, and that's where it, where it stayed. Years later, Ramesha Arye's son, his name is Rabbi Yitzchak Daib, he was named after the words of Agarav. And so Rabbi Yitzchak Daib, he was, a, he was living in Brussels. And he was using his father's Mesechus Brachus. And he noticed that he opened up the front page and he sees that his father wrote, this Ramesha'i wrote an inscription on the front page of this Mesechus Brachus. And he writes as follows, that in the Sefer Pischei Tshuva, Arachayim Kufnonhei, the author brings a Maisa Rav that says that if one learns two blot of Gemara a day, he'll finish Shas in less than five years. We know it's much less than five years, right? It's probably about three and a half years. But in less than five years, you'll finish us. I have therefore decided that Blineder, from this day on, I will learn two blot a day. If I am fortunate, I will be able to finish us. May Hashem in His gracious kindness grant me my children and my grandchildren the capacity May this indeed be the wish of Hashem. And he signed it on the 18th day of Av, 
1921, and parenthetically, this was two years before Ramea Shapiro came and initiated this great idea of Daf That was 1923 in Vienna. This is 1921 that this Ramea Aryeh was macabre on himself to start learning Shas, not Daf but two Dafs a day because of this Maiserab that says that he would finish Shas within less than five years. And Rabbi Tzchak Daiv's son, when he saw this inscription, he was very surprised. He never heard his father talk about this. He never knew that his father had the secret plan to finish Shas. And he was very interested, and he would tell a lot of relatives about this. In 1967, this Rabbi Tzchak Bamberger from Brussels was making a chasta for his son, Rabbi Simcha Chaim Bamberger. And in London. And he won in, in, in England the minigas that you, and in Europe in general, the minigas that by chastas you speak. I know in Canada, I've been to many chastas in Toronto, and that's the minigas that by, during the Suda you get up and you speak. In America, for whatever reason, that's not the minig generally, but in Europe and in Canada, that's what they do. So Rabbi Yitzchak Daib was going to speak by his son's chastna. And he was thinking, what could I say? Let me find something interesting to talk about by my son's chasma. He says, I have a good chak. He says, I know the day that my father was macabre on himself to start learning this two-blot a day. Let me make a cheshpin. And, and I'll see the day that he was nifter, what day that was, and which blot he would be up to. And I'll find a vote from that blot, from that, from that, from those two blot, and I'll speak about that, and that should be a nice thing to, uh, to remember my father by. So he made a cheshpin, and the cheshpin came out that it would be Avedizara Daf Yud Zayin. So he goes to his father's shelf, to his shas, to his father's shas, and he takes out an Avedizara, and he comes to Avedizara Daf Yud Zayin, and he almost fainted. Because on that daf, on Avedazar Yudzayin, there was a, a train schedule from the train that went from Sri Lanka to Frankfurt. The day that he died, he was still holding by doing this Seder. Two blood a day until the day that he died. That schedule, that train schedule, on the train that he took to get to his daughter Yeras' Chasna. It was mamish on that plot. He was sticking to those two blot every single day. And he was mesmerized by the fact that his father had this capacity to stay, to be macabre something and to stick to it. In 1921, he was macabre it. And in 1924, when he was nifter, he was still doing it every single day, day in and day out. As hakeves echatas v'abaykev, as hakeves hasheni tasabin habayim. By the way, this simcha, that whose chasna this speech was told by. He was very close with my father, and I'm, I'm close with him as well. Today, I'm sure not coincidentally, he gives the largest afyaymi shir in Europe. He's an extremely chashiva tamachacham who lives in Manchester, and he gives three afyaymi shirim every day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. 
And it's a beautiful shear. He gets hundreds of people every day coming to his shear. And it's so precise that you can leave like in the middle of the shear. Let's say you have to run out to catch a train at uh, halfway through the morning. You can come back in the afternoon at exactly that half hour sign. He's going to be up to like the same word that he was, that you left at. He's a Bucky Nifley. He stayed by my house in Long Beach by my parents many times. And like whatever sugi you bring up to him in Shas, he's, he's, he's so fluent and so shagabatviv. But this is the Tzmidis that I'm talking about. This is Asakeves Echatas Vabaykar. The ability to take upon oneself to do something and do something consistently. That's the beauty of being a Yid. I just want to end with one yisaid, and it's a very, very important yisaid. It's true, we're talking about being consistent. And most of you, if not all of you, are consistent. And the people, if you're coming to the Shemuz on Friday, that's a good simon, that you're a consistent person. You have excuses, I don't need to give you any more excuses, but... There's enough reasons, I guess, that people feel that, you know, Fridays is an off day and Fridays is a sleep-in day or Friday is a go-away day, which it isn't. It's an official day of yeshiva, believe it or not. But that's the way people are. People are what people are and it is what it is. But the truth of the matter is that we're humans. That even if we are really good about things, even if we really try our hardest to come every single day, daven come to Starim, do things right, be a good friend, be a good person. Sometimes, you know, there are those days that life happens. Sometimes we go to sleep too late and we simply feel we can't get up in the morning. And we sleep in, let's say, we miss Tzila B'Tzibar, we daven by the Kaiso. And... Or we go to a later minion, which is not much better, if not worse. What do we do then? When we have messed up the Tzmidus, what do we do then? What's our reaction? What's our response? What's our mood then? Now there's two ways of, of reacting. When we know that we have messed something up, we were trying to do something consistent. Either we're trying to do the positives consistently, davening, minyan, staka, chesed, or sometimes we're being surmeirah, we're trying to be macabre on ourselves, not to look at something, not to watch something, not to go somewhere, not to listen to something, not to speak about something, and we mess up. We were not able successfully to keep a perfect streak going. Now the Sahara is very happy. The Eitzahara loves that because now the Eitzahara has an ability to play with our brain and says, you know what? You had a good streak, but now you messed up. And if you messed up already, so it's too late. So now you might as well party because in the next day, you know, he's going to whisper in your ear, you broke, you know, you're were, you were going to davening months and months and months. Tzibar, 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 tzibar. And yesterday you slept in late, so sleep in late today. It's already, it's over. That's human... Psychology. That's the way people are. People say, listen, I'm either perfect or nothing. I'm either going to be a person that does it exactly right 
but if I mess up, then look out, because I'm finished. It's done. And I just want to share with you a Gemara. The Gemara is in Menachem, Tafnun and Aleph, and the Gemara asks, let's say you miss the carbon Tamachal Shachar. Are you allowed to bring the carbon Tamachal Ben Arbayim? Are they Tzluyim Zebozet? So the Gemara says it depends. It depends. By the Shas of the Chinuch of the Mizbeach, by the Shas of the Chinuch of the Beis HaMikdash, like the parsha that we're talking about this Shabbos, parsha Tzavah, when we're getting all the all everything together, we're going to bring a carbon tamid, we're going to be mechanech the mishkan, mechanech the mizbeach. Then it's ma'akiv. If you don't bring the tamid shal shachar, then wait till tomorrow to bring the. Um, you have to bring both. When you're being mechanech the mishkan for the first time, it's got to be one in the morning, one in the afternoon. It's got to be perfect. But the Gemara says in Menachis that after there was a chinuch already, after the Mizbeach was Nishanich, if you didn't bring the Keves in the morning, you must still and you should bring it in the afternoon. And I think the Gemara is telling us a very important insight that after our whole Shmuz is said and done, after Ben Pazi is marked, that the Yes, you have to be very consistent. You have to be constant. A yid has to be almost robotic and perfect. And we're expected to do everything just right day in and day out. Not highs, not lows, but smooth, straight sailing. But once in a while, guess what? We're not perfect. Once in a while, we actually mess up. Once in a while, even though we go for a long time without speaking Lashonara, I had a time I spoke Lashonara. I went to Davini every single day this week, but I missed one morning. I tried to learn a whole day without battling. I battled. Now what? I lost the Kevis Echad in the morning. I didn't bring it. I didn't do it perfectly. I messed up. Well, guess what? You're a human being, the Tyre is telling you. You're a human being. If you mess up, we're not going to give you a standing ovation, but it's understandable. It's baked into the calculation of being a human being. But now that you are a human being, now that you failed, now that you missed a keves, don't throw in the towel. Don't allow the Yitzhar to say, you threw in, you missed the Kevas Echa forget the Kevas Hasheni Tasabin Abayim, forget it, it's done. You're done for the day, take a break. And maybe take the week off, take the month off, take the year off. Once you lost your streak, it's over. You spoke Lashnara, you're a bum, so start speaking Lashnara Kiseder again, like you used to. You didn't watch a certain thing for a long time. And now you did watch it, so forget about it. You're not a, you're not a bentire, you're a bum. So just continue being a bum. That's the way it should be. That's what the Satan, that's what the Yitzhara loves to convince us of. But the Torah is saying different. The Torah is saying, you're not a bum. You're a human being. You messed up. Okay? You fell off the horse. 
Now get back on the horse and continue looking forward. Don't look back. You missed the Talmud Shal Shachar. Not a good thing. But not the end of the world either. Bring the Talmud Shal Shachar. Continue your mission. Continue your Shlichas and start again. And you can even gloss over what you missed and pretend that you didn't miss it if you want. But just continue riding straight. Because if you don't, then it's going to be again one of these bumpy rides. Because once you miss one day, you're going to think it's okay or it's understandable or I messed up and now you missed the Ketamit Shal Shachar. You still should and must bring the Ketamit Shal Bein Arabayim. I think this is a very critical yisayid for us as Yidin to, not just Yidin, B'nai Taira, to keep in mind. And there are people that you see even in old age. There's a famous Gemara with Rabbi Yechanan and Brachas that just came to mind about Rabbi Yechanan was metame. He couldn't understand how it was that there's old people in Babel. If it says, until they told Rabbi Yechanan that there are people that get up every morning and go to sleep late at night and they go to shul every single day, morning and night, they go to shul consistently. And then Rabbi Yechanan understood how there is Eichet HaRichas Yomim. There's different pshatim, what that means and what is what did Rabbi Yechelen think at first? What did he think later? But I think the Pshad is Pashat that your schus tarichas yomim is that every single morning and every single night, if you do something right, then you have a schus kiyum. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to have long life, but he wants the life to be on the terms that he sets for us. And the terms are in this week's parasha. HaKeves Echa Tasva Beiker. There's a Kevesh Shemit Make goals for yourself. Be macabre, neder to do things consistently, davening and learning and chesed and kibbut avahim and ben adam chaveir, ben adam tzedakah, whatever it is that you do, do it and do it well and do it straight and smooth and understand at the same time that you're a human being and that if you should once in a while err, it's okay. Just get back on the horse and continue. And amidst Hashem with that will be zaycha tarichas yomim we have to have not just a long life, but a meaningful life, a life that our children, our families, our communities see us as a role model in how to be a true Yid, day in and day out, no matter what the weather is, to go to davening, to go to yeshiva, to build, to, to live, to, to be sincere. That's the Pasuk HaKailu B'Yaisa. Mitzvah Hashem, we should be Zeichet to Mishchazik in this. Mr. Hashem, we should all be Zaycha Tarifa Siam Mishani.